Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Leesburg Men's Gold Podcast. Uh, sitting around the table today, we've got our normal crew, Joe Graves. Hello there. We've got Larry Heiler. Hey, John. And we've got myself. Man, we have had an exciting week. We just came back from spreading gravel at the hub, getting ready for our Easter uh, our Easter outreach event in there. Larry, tell us about that real quick. Tell us uh, about that event and how we could be involved, how the listener could be involved. Okay, we're calling this event uh, Celebration of Life on Good Friday. Uh, we're setting up in the hub parking lot, and this is going to be for the city of Santiana. Uh, we're gathering up some folks for... Monday the 29th to go out and canvas the neighborhoods and try to send out invites. And uh, we're going to get everybody there and give them a little food and some door prizes for the kids. And always a, a good word from the Lord. And, uh, and so on the 29th, we're sending people out to go do the invitation. Canvas, yeah. And then on uh, the, April the 2nd. April the 2nd, 4 o'clock. 4 p.m. We'll we're going to have a big shindig down there. Yep. Hot dogs, hamburgers, something to drink. Yep. Gifts, uh, door prizes for the kids. Should kiddos. be a great Friday afternoon. And it's supposed to be a nice day so far, and we'll be praying that it stays that way. So, It's more than a good Friday. It's a great it's Friday. It's a great Friday, John. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you know, hey, uh, Bold Man, we've been talking for the past several weeks, uh, or several months, I guess, on this podcast about one passage, which is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. And that reads, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, Act like men, be strong, that all you do be done in love. And so we've kind of been taking this uh, passage and kind of tearing it apart. Uh, t- this, today, this week, we come to the words, be strong, be strong. And, and so we want to talk a little bit about what that means, uh, be strong. So when Paul writes this, be strong, this instruction for people, but but uh, we're focusing on men here. Uh, he, he says, uh, be strong. It, it could be translated to be made strong. Joe, can you talk to us a little bit about what that what that means to be made strong? Well, first you have to realize that you as a man or as a Christian, you're not made strong as a person. You come into this world as a little baby and you grow as a child. And as you get older, you get stronger. But that nourishment comes from your parents' hands. And I think there's a symbolism there. God put that there for us as an example. When you get to become a Christian, you're just a babe. You you think you're strong, but you're not. And you, the more you learn, the more you know you don't know. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> you have a couple of revelations with the Lord, and all of a sudden you think, man, I don't know anything. There and, you go. And you start to lean on, and that's when you know you're starting to grow in Christ, is you realize you don't know anything. Yeah. And you don't have any strength of your own. Yeah. And we're not talking about physical strength here, but, right. but rather mental strength. Uh, and it really comes down to the word for, for me, what I've been thinking about is, is virtue, right? The type of person you are. Or forbearance, even. Yeah, yeah. You know, being able to withstand the attack when it comes against you, that's that's a huge one because so, mu- so many of us have those issues in our life that we're struggling with, you know, gosh, it could be anything, you know, the visual end of it, looking at, you know, pornography or lust relationships. Uh, it could be fighting with your wife or your kids or, or drinking, or you, maybe you've got some other chemical addiction, you know, those things, those are what we're dealing with. That's where we are weak in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You have to start to realize as a Christian, you're never going to beat that on your own. Yeah. You're going to kick against it and kick against it. Yeah. And it's going to keep kicking you back. Yeah. 
So relying on the Lord for the strength to deal with those things, that's where your strength is going to come from. In the day of your testing, instead of kicking against it, turn to the Lord and say, God, I haven't got anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm empty. Yeah. My bank account is empty on this one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, one of, in our notes, I, I kind of referenced the, the fact that this, this phrase, be strong or be made strong, is in the passive uh, perfect tense. And, and, and in that, there are two understandings there. One of those is what you j- just talked about. The passive voice tells us that, that what God demands of us in this, to, to be strong or to be made strong, what God demands, God provides there, right? The, the strength doesn't come from a place inside of us, but rather a source beyond us, right? The Lord provides that strength that we need. So that's the one aspect. And the other aspect is that this uh, the, the, the perfect form of this tells us that, that this is to be a continuous action, right? This is not just a a response in one moment, but something that's going to be continued uh, throughout our lives. It's the strength of character, strength of uh, uh, conduct, not simply in the presence of hardship, but all the time. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, John, that, that when Paul was writing this, the reader would have naturally assumed, well, yeah, he means it comes from the Lord and, and yeah, it's something that's happening you know, from God, it's, it's, uh, the passive voice, as you yeah. said, it was just implicit yeah. to the reader. Yeah. Now we have to struggle through this. You can't just read it and say, Oh, be strong. Yeah. And you know, wow, how am I going to be strong? Well, it was implied in the text yeah. and, and the reader understood in that day. Yeah. So now that's why we need to dig deeper into the Greek. That's why we need people to teach us the meanings of these words so that we can understand. So, so as we look at this passage, Paul says, be watchful. And we've talked about this. Uh, so kind of in summary, uh, Paul says, be watchful. And we talked about how men uh, have vision, right? They have plans. Mm-hmm. They don't just live day by day, but we look ahead and we see uh, uh, on the horizon and we go that direction. Uh, men stand firm in the faith and boy, boy, that's getting tougher and tougher, right? In a, in a world and a culture that's pressing against Christianity, uh, men stand firm. We don't back down uh, when it comes to, to matters of truth. Uh, we act like men. And, and, and that means we, we can't do it alone. Like there, it's a community. We're not mm-hmm. lone wolves. We're dependent on one another as brothers to hold each other yeah. accountable. And, and this week, be strong, be made strong, realizing that we don't have innately what we need, but trusting that God will provide what we need. The, the, a big idea here is the fact that, that boys think that they have what it takes Boys will white knuckle things and and fight and fight and fight mm-hmm. to make sure things get taken care of, <laughs> but but men understand that they are dependent primarily on God, but secondarily on other other people. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, boys don't ask for help; they don't ask for feedback, do they? I mean, that's a tough thing, isn't it? To ask for help, ask it for is. feedback, ask for it is. guidance. Um, in private, I mean. In the past 48 hours, uh, uh, I, I know I've at least asked Joe for feedback on a subject. And, and well, Larry, I know this morning you and I talked privately about uh, getting feedback about a situation going on in my world. That's what that's a, I'm not saying I'm a, the picture of a man, uh, but, but that's important to ask for feedback from one another, right? Mm-hmm. To ask for guidance, ask for direction. But that can be tough. Why, why do you think it's tough sometimes to ask for guidance? I think it's just a, simply in the world's it's a pride issue i think it all always boils down to pride 
Um, I was thinking about that the other day before I even got these notes on our topics today. But, you know, backing up a little bit, I, I something just, this thing with being strong. Yeah. And Joe said it, you know, the world looks at that. Now be strong. Just, you know, flex up. Yeah, toughen yep. up. Puff up, you uh -huh. know, and yeah. be, the, be the rooster. That is not at all, at all what Paul is talking about. You know, I like to go way back to the Old Testament and Joshua. Yeah. Joshua 1. Uh, I don't, I can't, the, the whole first 10 verses, God's talking to Joshua. Yeah. But what it boils down to, he says, be strong and courageous uh -huh. three times in those first, his first chapter discourse with Joshua. And when he gets done with all that, you have, if you listen closely, he says, and, and be depend and de be dependent upon me. Uh -huh. And we're, we're talking about battle here. Yeah. He's, he's the next step is across the Jordan into the hill country. Mm -hmm. And God says, don't waver from the left or the right. Stay attached to my word, mm -hmm. to me. You know, it's interesting. It's just so good because we, we in today's society, strong means a totally different thing to a man. Some even Christian men, I think, than what God has intended here. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus was, his suffering, which we could never analyze physically or humanly, his suffering, why was he able to suffer the way he suffered and work? Because he abided mm. in the Father, I you know you're la you're well you're not quite there yet on your daily podcast, but John fifteen, I, it's always a go to when Jesus says you abide in me, yeah, you can do anything, and and this this is the strength, this is the strong that yeah. God's talking. You Sammy did such a beautiful sermon this week on the was it Sammy on the foundation the on the storm? Yeah, yeah, that's the strength. Yeah, it's not the concrete the house is built on it's god himself and his word yeah. and you know this this is so important so when the storms do come it doesn't mean you meet the guy at the door with your fist all balled <laughs> up and you know yeah. your chest puffed out but it means god's god's got this if i hold on to him he's going to hold on to me and therefore it's going to hold on to my family but and you you know you bring up a, a great point uh looking back at joshua because the the, the temptation that we run into often is we put God in compartments and we say, well, this is my God box and here's my work box and here's my family box and here's my life box and here's my buddy box. And we don't, you know, so when we have conflicts in those areas where, where we need to be strong, we think, well, I, I can handle that without dealing with the Lord, you know what I mean? Or involving the Lord in it, right? We want to detach it from the Lord. But in every battle, we need to be anchored. Right, we need to be anchored to the Lord. Absolutely, the Lord. and that spells failure, yeah. even to the Christian man. Anything that you think you can do on your own, uh, look throughout Scripture. Mm -hmm. All the men that that launched out said, "Well, I got this." You know, I've been going through Abraham and the whole Book of Genesis this month. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the whole bunch. Well, I got this, and every time they said, "I got this," and mm -hmm. deep, uh, you know, deterred from God's word and did not in inquire. Yeah. Look what happens. Yeah. All, I mean, I laugh at this is our founding fathers. So, you know, it gives me hope. But when we deviate from God's word and his strength, his strong, his strength, we, we are, you know, we are weak. Yeah. We're, we're going to be weaker than, than, you know, so.
think about how this applies practically today for us though we can be honest here uh no marriage is perfect right we always right. have battles we always have really uh, uh <laughs> right i i mean mine is but uh anyway we always have these these battles in marriage i mean you've got two 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 people becoming one and it's always a challenge but how much and you all have experienced this i'm confident we've never talked about it but i'm positive this has happened in the midst of a conflict in the midst of an argument have you ever said hey let's pray you ever done that not until the later years uh-huh. it's it took a lot of time when you're young and freshly married and and even in those middle years a lot of times the heat of the argument uh takes over but i think when you cool off a little bit your 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 you know age starts to mellow you out a little bit and uh yeah there have been some times that we've been in the heat of whatever the discussion yeah. was not really fighting i it's been a long time since my wife and i have had a, a fight fight but, yeah uh vigorous discussion does happen though vigorous sure. discussion <laughs> i like that yeah, yeah. Well, 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 but and yeah. then we'll just stop like you know we need to really well, I know I've this. been in that situation, and I have prayed through that, in that, knowing where this is going. Uh -huh. And instead of stopping and saying, let's stop and pray here, because usually uh, Joni's a very, I should say, vigorous woman when we get, you know. And instead of me, I'll just, in my mind, start, Lord, I need, yeah. you know, I need to watch what I say, help her to understand what I'm trying to say and what to get across without rising up and you know so yeah i'm a fighter by nature like that's just part of who i am if there's a fight to be had i'm all in amanda's a retreater right so she doesn't like to fight and so i'll often pursue the fight to get to because m my goal is often to uh to to fix it to fix whatever the situation is <laughs> but what i've learned is is so it changes everything when we stop in the midst of that discussion, right? And we don't have to knock down drag outs, but, but when we stop in the midst of that discussion and say, hey, let's, let's take a minute, cool down and pray about this and talk mm -hmm. and, and bring, make sure the Lord's part of this. It changes everything. It does. I mean, I mean, if we were able, Joe, you said in, in the later years, you've been able to do that in the early, how much of a difference could that have made in the early years? Oh, sure. Yeah, right? there were, yeah, I'm sure everybody here understands you've had arguments and fights and, You've said some things you wish you could take back, sure. but once those words escape your mouth, yeah. they cannot they're, be put back in the box. Yeah. It's out there forever. That's a good and, point. I think you know. I know we're not on that, but that's a very good point to young men and, yeah. and their wives and they're married. I mean, yeah. you you know, we used to have this little. I, I don't want to get off course here. We used to have this little game in our RAs meetings when we were doing that back when I was a younger man, had young boys, and we did it every year with the with a new batch and. Uh, my good buddy Randy, who's now with the Lord, uh, my best friend, he used to take a tube of toothpaste. He'd put it on the plate and he'd squeeze it out and he'd put $50 under the $50 bill. Of course, a seven, eight year old boy said $50 bill back then. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. and they go, oh, they're all, we got, they got, you know, we got their attention and they're, they're excited. Like, well, it's, and he would say, okay, anybody that can get the toothpaste back in the tube yeah. is the 50 bucks. And then they would all, you know, they would, you could see their, okay, I, and then they'd like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. 
Don't worry about that. The whole thing was with words. And then you got this one kid that pulls a syringe out and he takes your $50. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously. Yeah. That's it. That's a great picture. Spoken is spoken. Yeah. 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 Once it's out on the table, you know, you're done. Um, And it would have made a huge difference. Uh, and, And that's one reason why I think it's very important in the church that if you're an experienced Christian man, you need to have a younger Christian man mm-hmm. under your wing. It's something we do here at, at Leesburg. It's yeah. called discipleship. And if you are young in the faith, be willing to, you know, grab a hold of an older Christian man and say, you know what, I, I need yeah. some guidance on this issue. And you might form this relationship. Yeah. I, I think it's a great thing. It, it is a beautiful relationship. You know, the big idea with being strong is realizing that we're dependent individuals, dependent on other people, but also dependent on the Lord. And so how would it change our lives if we were strong in the aspect of understanding that we need Lord's help on a daily basis, regardless of the situation, whether it's with my spouse or with my kids or with my boss Mm -hmm. to be, to be strong means to be dependent yeah. Which is, you know, kind of countercultural. Counterculture. I mean, it's different. That's not what you yeah. hear today. Yeah. But to be strong realizes that the strength isn't within me. No. It's from a source outside of me. I'm dependent on something else other than myself. Absolutely. Ephesians I, 6. This idea of, of, of being strong. Ephesians 6.10 tells us. Uh, Joe, do you have that in front of you? Yeah. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Talk to us about that. So I, I think that, you know, what Paul is saying here in Ephesians is that, that if you want to find true strength, lean into the Lord. Uh, yeah, I, we were talking before this podcast about the word finally here, and we looked in all these different translations, or I did before this, and, and tried to kind of figure out, well, what's he saying here? Finally, be strong in the Lord. You know, it's kind of an odd thing to say there, but if you look back in the Greek, the word there it means henceforth. So from this point on, my friends, be strong in the Lord because you've been instructed. Now you need to lean into God to find your strength. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's so key. That's so key to lean into the Lord. You know, you know, and, and this can make such a huge difference in our lives. I, I, I was reading this past week and I can't remember where it was, but, um, uh, uh, there was a poll that was done with men and it was asking men their uh, top struggles, this top areas where they, where they struggled in life. Mm-hmm. And, and so the top three, I want to share with you today, the third, right? Third from the top was frustration with, with work. They, they were unsatisfied with their work, their job. They were just kind of uh, just living for Friday type mentality. And, and in fact, we're going to be talking about the idea of work in two weeks on the podcast. And so we'll mm-hmm. talk more about that later. But that's the, 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 the third uh, 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 big struggle that men have. And that's, that's key because men a lot of times will base their worth yeah. on their placement in society and their work. Oh, yeah. yeah. What they're producing, their ability to earn money for their family. You place all this worldly importance on on this occupation because you're told, go get the education, go get the job, and you will be happy and satisfied. And it's a straw man. It is an empty, 
empty dream. Yeah. You Show go chasing it and yeah. you grab it and you got it. And it's like, is that all there is? Yeah. yeah. The only difference between me and that guy is I realized it back in college. This is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. This, this is an empty an empty vision, an empty dream for my life to think I'm going to go and become some great engineer and design some great device and I'm going to be hailed as... And no, mm. no. that Even if all that happened, I would be weak still. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's number three. Number two, uh, uh, tell me if this resonates with you. Uh, feeling over their head at home. Bills, relationships, debt, the stressors of the home, the desire to provide and protect... Uh, contrasted with a strong feeling of of the fact that I'm untrained to know mm. how to do this, I, I feel inadequate. I've got a wife and kids looking at me for leadership, for support, for provision, and that feeling of, of I'm just yeah. inadequate. And you, you know, usually guy. those guys are the ones that that have substance abuse, or they had they they mistreat their spouse, mm-hmm. they act mean bull you know they're 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 angry all the time the big angry guy these are the guys that feel inadequate yeah and they're just overcompensating with anger so that they can hide behind it to hide that inadequacy inadequacy that feeling of inadequacy i've learned from me and i think it's true for most men anger isn't really anger mm-hmm. anger's hurt anger's fear that, that fear Yes, that, that inadequacy. Absolutely, hundred um, percent of the time. With anger, look, I get that. That's one of my biggest struggles with anger, uh, and largely it comes to the feeling of inadequacy mm-hmm. and and yeah. uh, this idea that I'm a phony and people are going to find me out. You know oh, what I mean? Oh poser. yeah, a poser. A poser. Yeah. Right? yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember that book we read. Uh, what was the one? I know what you're talking we about. We did the study in bold on it. It yeah. was, you know, about men, yeah. you know, being a man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's number two. And then number one, I'm sure we can guess what number one is, can't we? <laughs> the, Food? It's the issue for every man, isn't <laughs> the, it? The, the number one issue for every man across the world, <laughs> uh, spanning cultures and races and everything And else. this drives women crazy. Yeah. I'll just tell you ahead of time, women are just shaking their head like, this is down in number 10 <laughs> spot for me somewhere yeah. off the charts. It's, it's not even not, on her radar. It's almost as if men and women are different. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> By now you can understand we're probably talking talking about sexuality. That's yeah. right, sexuality. Of course, it's a broad category, category and, it, yes. and it has all kinds of different issues, uh, uh, but it's a pretty narrow list when you think about it. Lust, temptation, porn, satisfaction in marriage when it comes to sexual stuff, attraction to others. Those are That's the number one issue, uh, men say, where they struggle with strength. And we haven't failed to mention this particular category on Every single podcast. And we will com- probably continue <laughs> to mention it yeah. because it is the <laughs> so number one. It, and ladies, yeah. if you're listening, we're glad you're listening. We really hope you are. Uh, we, we're glad you're listening. Uh, get your man to listen to this. <laughs> All right. Uh, because yeah. this is huge. I, I know women say, it's nuts. Yeah. How is this such yeah. a big deal? But God has wired us different. That's That's the thing. We, uh, you know, in a world that screams that there's no difference between men and women, we can look back and say pretty objectively, there's a difference. And this difference. is one of those yeah. differences. Yeah. Right? Well, it's kind of like a, a whale swimming in the ocean and sees a sailor fall off a boat struggling to survive. And the whale's like, what's wrong with that person? Yeah. 
What's yeah. why are you struggling? <laughs> that is a good picture. You know what I I'm like saying? That, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and, and like the up, cruiser's up next to him. He goes, you know, "What's wrong with you? Just swim away." Like, <laughs> I am a man. I am not a whale. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so so, good. yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Well, you it's know, just I, different I wanna, creatures. I, I want to back up just a little bit on a couple of these, and it, it's you know the work thing with men and work, and um, you know God is a worker. Yeah, I love, you know, it's all through scripture, all the way back from Genesis, all the way through. God's a worker. Yeah. Jesus even said, I think in Jesus five, there's only so many hours in a day that a man can work. We must be busy. I mean, he's yeah. a worker. And I John can't five. I can't wait to meet this man. Not Jesus five. Jesus five. Yeah. John 5. You, Jesus John. 5. I didn't see Jesus that book. Hey, doesn't he speak? No, but anyway, John 5, he talks about there's only so many hours yeah. a day. And, you know, I just know he was a hardworking guy, yeah. daylight to dark. And, you know, God, a lot of guys, I've heard this, God cursed work. No, God cursed the ground. That's right. The ground that you came out of. He did not curse work. God is a worker. We're well, going to be working when we leave this place. We're going to be doing things for him and his kingdom. And, you know, we, we need to, we need to grasp and enjoy. I love to work. I've often wondered during the thousand year reign, uh, if that time will be our work and we, for, for the first time in, in history, we will actually see accomplishments, yes. true accomplishments true from our work in the recreation of, 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 of the world. Have, I, I have that's thought about fantastic. it. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. But I mean, and, and men, I think get taught, caught into this. They think that God cursed work. And so I'm not supposed to be. And you know, you, and Joe said it, you said it, but there's nothing worse in this life than to go to work every day yeah. and just be just cannot yeah. wait till the clock strikes four or whatever it is. I can't imagine. And, that would be miserable. And you know, the, God has a purpose for every human being on this planet. Yeah. In his spiritual kingdom and that being part of work and in his work also. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've heard it said that people do things and they do it because they think this is what I'm supposed to do to provide for my family. That's not at all it. I mean, God is the ultimate provider. Well, God is the, the provider, mm -hmm. the one that the caretaker, if we abide, like we were talking about our strength comes from abiding in him, staying attached to him. And that's that abiding, you know, we don't, we don't just say, well, God provides for my spiritual life and my kids, spiritual life and the afterlife. But he is providing ex, uh, it tell Moses tells us that God is the one that gives the ability to gain, gain, excuse me, gain wealth. Yeah, that's right. To make a living, yeah. to prosper, yeah. to be healthy. We forget these things. It's all about working at McDonald's can be a fulfilling job. If that's where God has you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what people miss. I think even Christians, understand we're serving a purpose not just le laboriously at a job that's we're right. being the light in the city mm -hmm. on a hill yeah and, and that's why next in two weeks actually uh we're going to be doing a podcast specifically dedicated to the topic of work and, and hopefully kind of shift some perspective as to how we see work it, absolutely and sexually yep. you just have to understand that the way and you said it and i think it needs to be delved into that men are wired completely different. Joe said it. Sex is on number 100 
<laughs> on most women's list. Yeah. Especially when they're dragging around babies and doing laundry and cooking dinner. That's the last thing they want to. Yeah. But a man is driven by vision. He's yeah. visual. Yeah. That's the way God made him. Yeah. Go back to Genesis when Adam laid his eyes on on the woman. He, you know, his first comments. And hubba so hubba. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. So and is it a curse? No, it's not a curse. It's something that God provided and gave us, but it's to be controlled. Yeah. Just like spiritual, anything spiritual is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit and walking by faith and not by sight. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, a beautiful woman is a beautiful woman. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, there's nothing in this life that's prettier, but not to gaze upon to go into. There, there's a big conversation there, and we'll probably have to do a podcast on this specifically, mm -hmm. but, but you're kind of priming my pump there thinking about it. <laughs> uh, you, you know, our world is, is, of course, very visual, right? If you watched the Grammys this past week, I'm sorry. I did uh, not. Uh, but I but it was not. a pretty por pornographic Thing. I heard it. I mean, was it was horrible. it was it was rough. Um, the idea of of our culture is objectifying women uh, is is that's just growing and growing and growing. So in the church, we have to have a response. Coming back to men are visual, absolutely, but me being visual is not an excuse to indulge in my vision. No, right. And so we've got to teach our men. Uh, yes, you are wired different. You're wired to be a visual creature. However, you're not to be controlled by that vision. That's right. It's for so often, you know, I remember in, in Bible college, uh, every semester, I'm sorry, every school year, they would get all the guys together or all the girls together. And a guy would come in and kind of say, hey, girls, here's the thing. We're visual guys. And so what you wear impacts us spiritually. And I've got an issue with that. Fundamentally, I've got an issue with that. Because what that's communicating is, uh, women, it's your responsibility to make sure that we're held in check. And the man check. has no control. Men have control. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's a two-way street there. But you're right. Yeah. There Don't is. go wearing a midriff shirt and a, and a halter top and and little tiny up high shorts and and expect. Oh well, you guys just lump it. Yeah. You know what? Whatever. I'm going to wear what I want, and you be strong. But at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys have to take responsibility for what for their eyes. You know, I've had problems with that myself. Yeah, you'll be, you know, going through a drive-through, and, and yeah. then your your line of sight there she is, and and you know you got to smack yourself in the face and and turn away. Yeah, and that doesn't always happen. You know, and and yeah, you know, I'm just as guilty as anybody else of that. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the responsibility is not just. Here's here's my point is. For so many years, I think Christians have put the responsibility of that sure. on our sure. young women to say, dress modestly. And yes, there's a, yes, dress there modestly. Is a, is, Absolutely, yes. without yeah. a doubt. However, the men still have a responsibility in that. And so that, that's probably a podcast for another day. It sure uh, is. But it needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Absolutely. Uh, 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 sexuality. Here's the big thing when it comes to being strong, the way Paul tells us here in First Corinthians. Uh, he he says it's he doesn't say this, but to apply this, it means that virtues matter, right? Building our we talked about this last podcast, building our spiritual muscles on a daily basis, so that when big storms come, when big issues come, when when we really need to be strong, we have that. That, that ability to do so because we've built those muscles mm -hmm. of dependence on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a reflex you want to develop. I, I read. I'm not. I'm not a big sports guy, but I, I in preparation for this podcast, I read a, of a guy named Gary Player. Are who you who would that him? be? Gary Player. Let's see. Some famous golfer. Do you know sure. who he is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Actually, I, I, he's got a lot of famous quotes. Yeah, I, I've never heard of him before. They say he, he did a, a thousand sit-ups golfer. every day. Is that so? Yeah. That's, yeah. See, that's discipline. That, yeah, it is discipline. That's another podcast he was topic. Yeah. 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 But Gary Golf, uh, Gary, Gary golf. Player, who is a golfer, <laughs> uh, he, he he plays golf. Uh, he once responded to a critic who called him lucky, and he says this. He said, "Yes, and I've noticed the more I practice, the luckier I get." And that's a I very boy, Gary, that's a good Gary player type of thing. That. That's a say, good quote, yeah. but but that speaks of virtue, right? Uh-huh. That speaks of virtue. You know, the 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 movie a couple years ago um, with the pilot who landed the plane in uh, the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, Flight Four Seven Five or something yeah. like that? Um, Soli was the yeah. pilot's name. Yep. That is a picture of virtue, right? Uh, of doing the the small things mechanically, muscle memory. To be able yeah, to the land. whole time they were telling him, "No, glide in, you've got this." But he he knew because of where he was at, yeah. the headwind, you know, mm-hmm. the altitude, the temperature, the time of day. He knew that his plane wasn't going to make it, and he would have killed all those people. Yeah, and plus all those on the ground too. If he that's right, to get back yeah. To yeah. yeah, so. Ultimately, they were mad at him for destroying a they, jet, they but tried to, his yeah. skill set saved yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's it, developed. It's developed over time, re- repetition, muscle memory of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the luckier yeah. I get. Yeah, the, the mental. The more I practice, the luckier I get. I, lo- I, like I love that quote. <laughs> that's good. You know, the big challenge when it comes to being strong uh, is really asking the question: What's building within you? Is it self and dependence on self? And that's where we often struggle. We, we often want to be self-sufficient and independent. Are, are we feeding that monster or are we depending on, on the Lord? Because then you're starving that monster when That's you right. depend on the Lord. That's right. Yeah. Any final words, guys? I think that, uh, you know, the older you get, uh, that, that battle never stops. Mm-hmm. For young guys, middle-aged guys, whatever. That battle never stops. Right. And the battle lines become more well-drawn That's right. and in focus, unless you're just an extraordinary young man. Well, and, and you're looked at differently as you get older. Yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks, you know, you've been yeah. around the block or you're going around the block yeah. and turning. But that's not. Boy, there's that, nothing worse than an old fool, is there? Th- that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's even, terrible. That's even better. But, you you know, and I mean, I, because, I, you know, I've got sons and they're in their late 20s, early 30s. And. And I'm like, listen, this is something you have to, you have to take to the Lord. This yeah. is, I can't direct you. I mean, these decisions and this kind of stuff, you have to take to the Lord. You've got to depend on him. And, you know, we, I find myself sometimes wanting to answer really tough questions and I know better. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I've learned when the, you know, from my own, my own self that God is my father and mm-hmm. my teacher and my director and my boss, if you want to say that. Yeah. And I still to this day. You know, marriage issues, children issues, financial issues. I mean, obviously spiritual issues, church issues. I He's my number one. And that's what we're trying to communicate here. Yeah. Dependence mm-hmm. on the Lord. Yeah. What we talked about, and Bo was so good Monday night. Mm. Guys, so good. That class is, is just off the charts. Our faith proportioned. Mm-hmm. That's such a good topic. Yeah. And to understand that everything that God designed a man with, 
he proportioned to him the ability to certain things. And if you don't have it, there's a man near you that does. Yeah. That's willing to share it with you. So come to Bold on Monday nights at 6 o'clock. Yeah. It's good We're stuff. down there on 104 Court Street. You'll come back. It's a wonderful yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. We don't have many people say, oh, that's just not for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're kind of filling up the place. We, we, we so, are yeah. filled up. Uh, we need to yeah. expand that somehow. Yeah. We're but looking. yeah, come, come join us on Bold on Monday nights at 6 o'clock at 104 Court Street in Tatiana. Yep. Uh, uh, be, be bold. Be strong, right? Depend yeah. on the Lord in every situation, in every encounter. Be strong by depending on the Lord. Yeah. Be courageous. Yeah. Admit your weakness and depend on the Lord. It takes courage. Absolutely. That's a good word, guys. That's a good word. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, listener, for, for listening. Uh, join us again in two weeks when we talk about work and the value of work. And, uh, you know, as Larry referred to earlier, uh, work is not cursed. Maybe the way we see work needs to shift. And so come back and join us in two weeks. God bless, take care, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Later. Goodbye.